0: Clock at five. Pass is intercepted.
2: Says a prayer. Stop! Oh, please! (laughs) What a catch!
0: That's insane! Insane! insane. The game's final play is a Wilson lock to the end zone. Which is... So I say Josh Allen repeats the performance that he had in the final game last year against the Miami Dolphins, the game that Josh Allen had with three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. So five total touchdowns and route to a victory in MetLife Stadium. Got it, we got a victory. (laughs) All right, Josh here defending uh Thanks. friend's fortune champion for three right last year no matter what rally right, rossi says don't listen to him we got three right three right Save so, more time i don't check gonna go three right. my um, time capsule friend's fortune whatever we called it i forgot already right? super right. friend's fortune was a time capsule it's all about the running backs for this Fortune. super friend's fortune time, time, time capsule you're gonna go to that <laughs> falcons that I was just Ooh, okay. About Julio Jones have like, two of my very favorite wide receivers in the NFL. They're going to go for offensive explosions in this game. We talked earlier about uh, offenses starting hot, didn't have them on Thursday night, but I think we see it here. Kirk Cousins. And Matt Ryan and the wide receivers played plenty in the preseason. It was completely opposite what we saw on Thursday night. I think that both Julio Jones and Adam Thielen are going to go for over 120 yards receiving and each catch a touchdown in the game on Sunday. There you go. Huh. All right.
3: Well, there it is. So uh, how was yours? I always feel a little bit better when we're
2: both wrong. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I mean we won. I just really thought that it was going to be because of our offense. Well, here's here's my thing about my friend's fortune is that obviously it was totally wrong. But I will say we started off really hot, and it looked like Josh Allen was going to have the type of day that was conducive to what I said. Okay, because he was very efficient, and I think that that first sack fumble really threw off the rhythm, and then the tip that was picked and returned yeah. for a touchdown. So and after right. that, after that was really kind of just let's scramble to find some points, and they got knocked out of rhythm. But again, we still got the victory, so I'm happy with that. And yeah, absolutely, good teams find ways to win games when they shouldn't. So
3: I mean, yeah, that's one way to spin that. So yeah. definitely take that. Uh, I was also wrong. Adam Thielen finished the day three catches for 43 yards. Julio had six catches for 31 yards. I mean, it didn't, it didn't help. Both had touchdowns though. It didn't
2: help that Kirk Cousins had 10 passing attempts. Yeah,
3: well, eight of ten, so
2: I have that stat here. The the Vikings ran 48 plays, 38 rushes, 20 pass or 10 passes. No, that's wrong. Yeah, that's, that's right. Ten passes. 48 plays total, 38 rushes, ten passes. I wrote that beforehand, so
3: Yeah. Yeah, so. A lot going on, so neither of us right on our friend's fortune. At least they scored the touchdowns, I guess. I feel proud of that. Yeah, they both least, got touchdowns. At least I got that going on, right? All right, everybody. Welcome to Simultaneous Catch. We are back in the rhythm, you know? I'm we excited. uh we went all summer without like recording and now we've recorded three times in the last week. In the last four days, five days. Uh well Saturday, It was a week.
0: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday.
3: Yeah, well... Oh, you said three times. I thought yeah. you said two times. No, three three times, times. Three times in the last week. I'm glad you relish our time together. I do. Whatever. My name's Josh Lapping. I'm Adam Jeffrey Rossi. and We're very excited to be gearing up for week two of the NFL. Everyone uh, either has a win or one loss, so nothing's too bad or too great yet. can be excited if you won, but if you lost, it's okay. It's not that big a deal yet. Do you know Matt Moore was the backup in Kansas City? Right now? I did not know that. I didn't know Matt Moore was still in the league. Apparently, he was 0 for 1 on Sunday. Wow. (laughs) I was trying to look up
2: Pat Mahomes' stats, and uh, it says passing Matt Moore 0 for 1.
3: (laughs) I did do that math. I don't know it exactly right now, but right now, (laughs) to prove you wrong, he is on pace for over 6,000 yards, but maybe not quite wrong, because he's only on pace for 48 touchdowns. So you can hang your hat on that.
2: Well, that's a good lead into our rent rave recall segment because I have a recall.
3: All right, recall it, man. My recall—it's about the New England Patriots—is on one Patrick Mahomes.
2: Oh, that uh, I am I'm, proud of you for that. I, I'm done being a hater. I'm done. I'm done talking about regression. Kid was incredible. I just want to be on the side of rooting for him now instead of hoping for. Him. You know, he was amazing. I, I 30 or 25. Of thirty three for three hundred and seventy eight yards and three touchdowns, and he had the three touchdowns in like his first four attempts. <laughs> I it was it's amazing seventy five point did- eight percent completion percentage, uh, eleven point five yards an attempt. I mean, the kid is unbelievable. He's so talented. Matt Morris is backup. <laughs> we learned that. But honestly, he's just – and like I said, you know, we talked about it when I talk about the regression for Pat Mahomes. I never mean it in I don't like the guy. I just –
3: I don't know. He's have, been a hater for quite some that's time. That's what I'm saying
2: is I've always been on the side of he's not as good as people think he is. He is. Did he's they, as good as people think he is. Did
3: they end up scoring on that drive where he overthrew Kelsey? I don't think they did because look If he hadn't done that silly BS no-look pass – then he would be on pace for fifty touchdowns.
2: I don't I actually don't know if that they, they I don't, said, know, if I don't either, know if they did or not. But
3: but that was on Good Morning Football this morning. They were showing the pass
2: and uh, they said Eddie rebounded this up perfectly, he's wide open, Pat just
3: through the layup. <laughs> trying too much. How amazing would it
2: have been though if he completed it? I, mean, it before.
3: I would have enjoyed it. But cause... again, recall,
2: I'm done with you know, he may regress to forty eight touchdowns this year. You know, something like that, but the guy is incredible, and I am i mean, he's hes one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, and he's certainly playing, like, the best, so I,
3: I'm, I'm recalling my regression of Pat Mahomes. I'm officially a Pat Mahomes fan. I like that. I am proud of you. You told me I was going to be proud of your recall. I thought it was going to yep. be about the Patriots. No. That's fine. You're still... Anyways... So, uh, I feel like there are a lot of things that we could, we could rave about uh, throughout. A lot of good things happened. A lot of good things happened. And it's week one, so a lot there, there, were, there were plenty of sloppy and there were plenty of really great. But I have to go to that Monday night game, Houston Whew. and New Orleans. What a game. Amazing, amazing game. And uh, so, for all the things about some teams not looking like they're ready or not living yeah. up to expectations or sloppy play... We really saw two teams come out and just fire on all cylinders. It was so exciting to see. Absolutely. That felt like a mid-season, late-season, things-are-on-the-line game. And that, I think, is really good for the NFL moving forward because I don't want people to fall into a lull of being like, well, it's going to take a little while, or maybe this isn't as entertaining as it could be. We got one heck of a game, and even the Oakland-Denver game was good. But, I mean, how can you not... Be happy I mean, for that there ending were, of there were, lead changes yeah. with under a minute to go. I mean, there were 20
2: There were twenty points in the fourth quarter, 14 of which happened in the last minute, minute. of the game.
3: Yeah. Which is awesome. So 14, we just have 10, to... 10. Right. Oh, to right, right, right.
2: Vehicle. But still, I mean, 20 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, New Orleans scored tw- 27 of their 30 points in the second half. Impressive. It was, so... It, Houston was up fourteen to three at halftime, and then they got outscored twenty-seven to fourteen in the second half. I mean, it was but and they, but they were it wasn't like they were shut down or anything. They scored a touchdown in each quarter, but I mean, you know, Deshaun Watson hits that touchdown pass, and here's a, a fascinating set. Did you know that that Deshaun Watson still has never lost a game by more than one possession his entire career? Wow, all the way up through high school. That is in. Crazy. Watch this: fourteen and nine in the regular season. For I don't know, did he lose by 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 more than one possession in the playoffs?
3: I feel like the game against Indy was more than one. So it time. must have been. That must have been the first time. But
2: in regular season, he's fourteen and nine in the NFL. All nine losses are by less than one possession. Okay. Way to be so Deshaun. I, so I mean, the kid is. I like. I love Deshaun Watson. And that was almost my recall. Was that I had him in too low of a tier when we did our quarterback tiers. Yeah. Because I think I had him in my third tier.
3: I, yeah, or I the, remember. Or at the bottom of my second because
2: tier. Because I, I... No, you had him in your top tier. I had him in my second tier.
3: I don't know if that's true because I remember you were like, he's one of the best NFL quarterbacks. And I you said had best him, like, in, like, young good, You had him like, in the good category. Anyways. We'll have to find that. Oh, episode. We'll find but, that audio for next week. And but we'll still,
2: down. I mean, I, that was almost one of my recalls because, I mean, he was amazing. 20 of 30, 268 yards, three touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. And only outdone... By the master himself, Drew Brees, thirty-two of forty-three for three hundred seventy yards and two touchdowns. It was unbelievable. Obviously, game of the year right now because it's only been week one, but that'll be in the conversation. I, I, I'll find it hard to believe there will be many games that top that. I, I hope there are for our sake. I mean, that'd be exciting. But uh, I mean, there are a lot of people talking about it. a Super Bowl preview. I would not be shocked if that ends up happening. Although I us say could obviously could. I do not have Houston in the playoffs, but. It was awesome. It was
3: awesome. Very much so. So, so was your I was very excited, the, yes. Just raving about the game generally. Yeah, well, I mean, wait, rave about Drew Brees and the command of an offense when they, they started off a little bit slow. But near the end, you saw the reason why he's one of the very, very best. Just cool, calm. They, I think they handled the time situation very well, which yeah. I, I disagreed with, with the commentators at the time. They are like, why are they doing this? I think it was perfect. You couldn't play. I mean, it was risky.
2: It, it certainly was risky was, for him to run up and try to clock that with the six seconds left. Because if you lose one or two more seconds, you don't have the time to throw another play and clock it again. But I so. just
3: think they they knew what they were doing, and if Peyton wasn't confident Drew to command the offense, oh, it, was, he it did. was masterful,
2: masterful.
3: I think another thing as we before we continue to our next segment here,
2: there were a lot of good games. There were talking about one possession games. Obviously, the Packers Bears in on Thursday night. Even the Titans Browns until the fourth quarter was a one possession game. Until Baker Mayfield's three interceptions. Sure. The Bills, Jets, um, Washington, Philly. You have Rams, Panthers, Colts, Chargers went into overtime. Bengals, Seahawks came down in the final possession. The 49ers, Bucks came down in the final possession with the pick six, and then obviously it got out of hand, but that was close to the end. Then Lions, Cardinals obviously ended in a tie. Somebody yeah, that did, was that was like,
3: close for. So you, you
2: have to rave a little bit about Kyler about Murray. About Kyler Murray's about Tyler Murray. Who? Tyler Murray. Who's Tyler Murray? It's Tyler, but because he ended the game. Oh,
3: game. Tie. Ty. Ty. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you come up that you're on? On
2: your own? No, I saw it somewhere. Oh. <laughs> uh, but then obviously, Texans, Saints, Broncos, Raiders, also a one-position game. So a lot of really good football happening week one. See, this is where this is where I, I, I wish that we had a sound effect or something to lead us into the next segment. But there are a lot of things where it's like, what's our next segment? I'm going to see it.
0: Bigger it's football. bigger than
2: football.
3: So it'd be like, bigger than football. I mean, anytime Something. you want to sit down and record that audio, you just go... Sco- <laughs> no, but like, there'd be a sound effect too, but like...
0: Yeah. Not like that, but you know what I
2: mean.
3: You're just previewing a heck of a lot right here.
2: Anyway, so welcome to simultaneous Catch. For those of you who are first-time listeners, I hope there are many of you, Josh welcome. and I do a segment every now and again called Bigger Than Football because we love football so much, but we're, we're also such passionate people. Football means so much more to Passionate us. Passionate pals. Passionate pals. Football means so much more to us than just a game, as it does for a lot of people. And, you know, we're recording on September 11th, and just, you, you, there's not a lot you can really say about... 18-year 18 18 anniversary, anniversary. Wow. It's just, in, in, you know, we were young, but I still remember exactly where I was when it all went down. I don't know if you do. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, obviously the sports world... I mean, where you proud. not at school? It well, was. My parents pulled me out of school. I was in first or second – I think I was in second, second grade. Second grade. My parents pulled the three of us out of school when Flight 93 went down because they were afraid that, you know, something was going to happen close to home because I was in PA. So um, – and I, I remember not understanding what was I, happening. I don't think you know? they were meant to understand. And, and I remember see I do remember seeing the footage on TV being confused, not understanding why they were, you know – footage of buildings okay being on fire i didn't understand that until i was old enough but you know i i digress but i wanted to talk about so bigger than football is a segment where we talk about something or someone involving football that gives it meaning beyond the game itself mike greenberg of espn's get up one of my favorite shows he's one of my favorite analysts he's such a smart guy. He's a really nice guy. He does a lot of really cool things. I just think that he shares the kind of passion for sports that we do. Okay. Uh, he had some thought. He this morning had uh, about, a, I think it's it's a minute and a half clip on Get Up this morning that he really talked about the importance of sports and it going beyond just
1: the game itself. I don't want not play
3: that. All right. Guys. Here we go.
1: Now guys, good morning. Um, You know, last year on this day we hosted a special that was based on an exhibit that I helped design at the 9-11 Museum which is called Comeback Season and it was less about the events of 18 years ago than it was about the events that took place in the weeks and months that followed and the extraordinary healing power of sports. It was a wonderful reminder that in times of tragedy, and that was of course among the most tragic events in the history of our nation, that there are few things, if any, that can bring us together as a people, can bring us together as a culture, and can bring us together as a country, quite in the ways that sports can. And, And it was a reminder that sometimes with the really important games, the most significant part is not who wins or who loses, but simply the fact that they were played at all. So that's what that exhibit was about, and that's what our special was about a year ago, and we were all very proud of it. My recollections of the day 18 years ago are quite personal as i think they are for almost anyone who is from new york i don't know anyone who was from here who didn't lose someone they knew in the towers that day and i did and and so on this morning as is the case every year on september 11th you know we all think about all those people the mothers and fathers and sons and daughters and husbands and wives who are living with holes in their lives that will never be filled so it is a solemn day but hopefully one that we can all remember Um, that among other things, there are many things that bring us together as a country and a people, and there may not have been a a time that I can think of where that has been more relevant than it is right now. And hopefully sports more often than not can help do that.
2: I just think that that is such an, it, he's so well spoken on a lot of issues and a lot of, you know, emotional, personal topics. And I just, I, I could not have put it any better, just how the healing power of sports, I love that sentence, in the healing power that football has. And sort of in a I'm not this is not in a joking way, but a, a buddy that I work one of the guys that I work with, he came in on Monday morning and he was in such a great mood. I was like, Why are you in such a great mood, man? And he was like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm like, I've been depressed for a while, but football's back. I'm okay again. And it was funny, but in a much more real sense, that's that's a real thing. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like there is such a healing power about I mean, obviously it's football for us above all, but just sports in general about, you know, there's a, there's a level of when you watch, I mean, my dad and I never watched sports together ever, but my dad sat down for the last three or four holes at Tiger Woods winning the masters this year. And that was a really cool thing for me to sit with my dad and watch that and then watch him hug his son, his kids. Yeah. You know? And so like, there are things like that that happen where you're going through transition periods in your lives. And, you know, I've been outspoken over the past months on this show about I've been going through the past year of this show that I've been going through a tough and painful transition in my life, in my world. Right. And having this podcast and having shows is what has helped heal me through a lot of this stuff. Sure. And obviously healing is not linear. You know, growth is not linear, but there's something about me on Sunday. You know, I was super sick doing the show in a terrible mood. I got some terrible news from, a, from an old friend of mine. But, you know, oh, I'm going to cry. Uh, but, like, I see that highlight. He hits John Brown. The Bills are winning the game. Like, that's just – there is such a uh, – it's, it's crazy. But that's why that's why I love sports so much. And that's why I love this game and why I love the Bills. It's just I have these moments in my life where, like, I feel like I really needed to win. And when I didn't feel like I could win myself, my team did it for me. And that's yeah. really
3: cool. I, can't, I didn't think I was going to cry. That's alright, man. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we've we've talked at length about about that and and Mike said it very, very well about how just it, it can bring people together and we talked about that last year with the, the Chiefs Rams game and that was during all the, the wildfires yeah, so and how they gave away tickets to yeah. firefighters' families. And I just think I remember I, I don't remember it from two thousand one but uh, I love the image because they talked about postponing. Yeah, there were a lot of week one that that year, and they didn't. And I think that was very very important. And I remember, the Jets or the the Giants were the team that played yeah. in New York. And I, I don't remember which player it is. I don't know, but the the image, the the audio or not the audio, the footage of them running out with the flag out of the yeah. tunnel. That's that's powerful. That's cool. And uh, I think it is. A tragedy, obviously, 9-11 is obviously a tragedy, but I was speaking to somebody the other day about how it's, it's a shame that it takes such extremes
0: for people, to, for come people to come
3: together, but in a way, it's just beautiful that when things like that happen, and things in a more finer case at times, but it brings humanity together and we realize we're not that different. In, a, t- in a
2: time in our lives, in a time in our country where we really need to be bringing people together more than tearing them apart. It's really, really nice and helpful to be reminded that sports and football are one of the most powerful ways to do that.
3: Absolutely. So
2: Good stuff. Bigger than football. Adam cried. (laughs) I don't know if everybody's listened to the show before. It's not the first time Adam's (laughs) cried. It's not the first time we've cried. I think it's about the third time we've cried. Um, but yeah, so during that segment though, I'll have a I'll have a bigger than football for next week too, uh, about one of my another favorite player of mine, on the Tennessee Titans, Logan Ryan. He's doing some cool things, and but I'll save it for a segment next week. But uh, yeah, bigger than football, bigger than football. Now this is when we were press another button and we moved to the next segment. It'd be like, and they'd be like, news and notes from around the league,
3: presented okay. by, and then we have like, except we sponsor. don't have any sponsors, so presented. By Lika. <laughs> Give them a free plug
2: there. <laughs> We're in there right down here by our apartment. Our there. new neighbors. Anyway, so we have something to use in notes. Obviously, we have to talk about Antonio Brown, right? We do.
3: I, part of me didn't want to do this because it's what he wants. I don't think it's what he wants, especially in this instance. No, my finances are
2: all messed up because I was
3: crying. Do we need to take a little time out? No, it's fine. We can. It's fine. We don't want you doing that the so, entire episode. Antonio Brown.
2: obviously we talked a little bit about him on saturday we did uh, did we we, had he already signed with the patriots we he did couldn't remember yeah we did talk about that because we said we didn't think it was going to end well right and uh it's already going rocky it's off to a not a great start for those of you who have not heard there are allegations three separate reports of a personal trainer former personal trainer of antonio brown's claiming that Antonio Brown sexually assaulted her on three separate occasions, one of which, if you read the report, included him forcibly raping her. Mm-hmm. So, some heavy, heavy stuff. Now, we talk about this. We've It's sad that we have had conversations similar to this before a couple times on the show. I, I think that we handled them pretty well. But I will say, you know me, I'm always inclined to believing the victim sure. right off the bat. Obviously, I'm not going to condemn Antonio Brown until we find out some more information. But the more and more I read about it, I'm more inclined to believe that it actually happened. And I just, I, I know the Patriots released a statement and he did practice today. I just, I feel as though he should be away from football while this is all going on. That's my personal feeling on it. But we'll see how it goes. It is only a civil suit right now. I was listening to Sports Center this morning about it. It's not a criminal trial currently, although many believe it could and will eventually become that uh-huh. due to the rape allegations. So we'll see what happens. But Antonio Brown,
3: I I don't really have a lot. Right. Obviously, words. Right this now. is a very um, delicate subject we're talking about. If if this is true, and hopefully. This is a, a, an odd sentence or an odd phrasing to say, but hopefully it is true. I don't... Well, yeah, you hope that obviously... She's cannibal, not, falsely, that not falsely... she's accusing, ho- yeah. Right, because that... It's obviously extremely, extremely serious, and it only... If there are instances, and there are instances where things like this are falsely accused, and it only belittles or makes true accusations and, and things like this more difficult to follow up on, with all that being said, we don't know what's going to happen. The league's obviously going to take this very very seriously and as investigate and as they should, turn over every stone. But as it stands right now, there there's nothing definitive. I like you said he's practicing today. I do expect him to play at least this Sunday unless something big is discovered in the next 2 days, which I don't think there will be. I think this is going to be a little bit of a drawn out process. Yeah just because of the nature of of cases like this where And I understand that. I just I feel like he should be placed on the commissioner's exempt list until this all figures itself out, but I under I understand that viewpoint and I I respect it. I certainly don't think you're wrong, but I also think about just who are we to say I mean we don't know. We don't know if it's definitive. We don't know if that really happened and to toy with the man's career and and more so than that his overall moral character. I mean we've I've been very critical the last handful of weeks and episodes of Antonio Brown on this show. And I remember at the beginning of the summer I was very on board. I completely changed, but this is this is completely different than anything. This is different than frostbite on his foot. This is different than throwing a fit about a helmet. You can say he's being a a diva about any of those things, but this is extremely serious. I I will say this. One of my favorite things that Stephen A. Smith
2: of ESPN, he does first. Sure, yeah. One of my favorite things he says is, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it ain't a damn (laughs) mongoose. It's one of my favorite (laughs) quotes that he says. And uh, again, like I said, we can hold off until there's an actual – Definitive, it happened or it didn't happen. But you look at a guy who has clear issues. You look at a guy who threatened to punch his GM in the face, right? You look at a guy who has shown a lot of selfish things and you look at the emails that came out between him and this trainer that were very explicit and very violent and very, ugh, just just uh, cringeworthy at times. It looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck right now. So I'm not I'm, no, I. I, I I'm, I'm inclined more to believe that this happened, and that Antonio Brown should be as far away from football as we can get. But again, we don't have to do on this topic much longer. Uh, in fact, I would I, I would not like to because it's making me upset. But you know, is there anything else you'd like to say
0: on the, on the matter?
3: We can move on. I mean, you're sure
2: there are that's, some things that you'd like to say. talk all
0: right. Talk
3: about I mean, it's just I I I am not saying any anything of these allegations is okay. Oh, I know. I know and, you're not. I
2: didn't mean, I, no, I, 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 know. Know. I hope I wasn't sounding as No, well. I don't. I, you but, know me, I get emotional. Right.
3: And so. that's, and that's good. And that, that's, it's good character. But I just, I think about past stories where people's lives have been ruined because of things like this, when it's not necessarily always the case. I mean, and, you're right, but I mean, and just, just feel, and I, I've, just want to make sure it's thorough before overreactions happen. That's fair. That's fair. Fair enough. All right. Moving on. More news and notes. Some injuries have happened, unfortunately. Oh, they, yes, they did. Our, Kiel, all our knocking on wood didn't. Uh, yeah, right.
2: Tyreek Hill broke his collarbone, I believe. Or is it broken? Broken or bruised or sprained something because he's only had a month. A, out a month, four to six weeks. Four to six weeks. Big. For
3: the offense there, although it doesn't really seem like they're going to miss a beat with Rookie McColl Hardman coming in. Another speedy guy. Sammy Watkins obviously exploded. Sammy Watkins was the Sammy Watkins that I used to love in Buffalo. <laughs> Sammy Watkins was the Sammy
2: Watkins I remember. Actually, he looked even better than the Sammy Watkins I remember. I was going to say, I don't. You know, there weren't too many Buffalo games where I'm, that just, rem- I'm just remembering the, the Minnesota game where he had two touchdowns, including the game winner as Time expired from Kyle Orton. That was a really, really old-fashioned sentence. Yes, it was. But that was my freshman year at Point Park. So. But yeah, Tyreek Hill is going to be out for a bit. But Chiefs' office doesn't seem to—that's going to miss a beat. We have sadder news and the fact that Nick Foles is out for the season. Broken this, cap clavicle.
3: This one is sad. I had this surgery really on Monday. He's placed on IR. The team fully expects him to come back yeah. uh, when he's eligible, which I believe is week 11. Oh, and so they're not done for the season. He's not done for the season. He's placed on IR. but so they're, they're going the to hand the reins to fifth-round pick Gardner Minshew. How do you we, feel about this,
2: kid? We need,
0: to ha- we
3: need to have a sound
2: effect for, like, cool name alert. He's like, woo, 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 cool name alert. Like I said, whenever you want to get these— Gardner Minshew. He's a fifth-round pick. He played excellent— Amazing, amazing! He was like game. twenty-two of twenty-eight
3: for like two hundred and seventy-five yards, two touchdowns. touchdowns. He if, had
2: the one pick, but I mean, he had
3: a great game. I will go on a limb and say, if they weren't playing the high-flying, high-scoring Chiefs offense, they may have won a game right there. I believe they would have. It wouldn't have looked as bad as it did. On the but score sheet, but here's the other and thing. I think they would have definitely been in it.
2: Do you think that they put up 26 points on a different defense though? Because the defense for the Chiefs is known to be not
3: as good. Sure, I mean, but they're they're not pushovers. I not mean, they all. have they have, they have the Honey Badger.
2: They have. Oh, you're Frank talking Clark. about Jacksonville, but you're right. They're not pushovers. They do. Have oh, pieces. I thought
3: I thought you were saying would Minshew not put up points against? I did,
2: but I thought you were saying that they're not pushovers like the Jacksonville offense isn't pushovers. Like they have pieces.
3: Oh, and they they, I, they do, do, which
2: they also do, they right? very much do. But, yeah so I mean Gardner is gonna hold on the fourth I'm not saying anything bad against it's just not gonna get easier here
1: no I mean
2: they play they go to Houston mm-hmm. to play the Texans next week let's look at the rest of their schedule here so hold on you're saying that he can come back like week
3: 11 I believe the, the news is full as it can come back week 11. okay
2: so they they go two tennis or they go to two Houston this week probably a loss. They have the Titans coming in on Thursday night the following week. Then they go at Denver, at Carolina, home for the Saints, at Cincinnati. Jets come in, and then we're looking at a Nick Foles return around there. Possibly. But, I mean, those, I mean, those are tough. Those t- the, the games that you think that they could win are on the road. And the games that, you know, you have a couple home games, but they're against really tough opponents. So we will we'll see what happens, but I mean the kid certainly certainly showed up and showed out he, that he has talent.
3: Any guy that can rock a mustache and not look weird doing so Did he is really a fan. Rock it <laughs> yeah, he looks great. Gardner Minshew looks great with a mustache. He's been doing it since since college. He just seems like a good guy, and you know honestly, I'm not I'm not going to make a prediction here, but I know. The Jags of last year, and maybe what we saw, obviously from a defensive standpoint on Sunday, was bad. Yeah, but this is a team where a guy like that can come in and succeed. This is a remember. This is Tom Coughlin. He has his fingerprints all over this team.
2: I mean, I think he's certainly if a better quarterback they, than Lake Bortles, and they went to the title game. With right.
3: Him. If they can get their defense to be up to par, and if they can get their running back Fournette going, this isn't. An awful situation to so be in. Played at East Carolina,
2: which is where Say Jones went to college. I don't know if they ever played together. They probably I, did. I don't know. And uh, then transferred to Washington State before he was drafted in the fifth sixth round of the NFL draft this past year by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, a lot of people are rooting for him. So,
3: so what does this mean? So let's dive back into what we, the reason we got on it, and talking about the the flip side of Nick Foles and yeah. what's this mean for him? And it's just
2: sad. I mean, he obviously seems to have a bit of an injury bug he gets hurt a decent amount of times but he also
3: yeah anytime he's not in philly he, he stood in the pocket and took some huge hits on
2: Sunday. i mean
3: the play where he the clavicle was a beautiful dime touchdown to dj Chark. was that the play got on? Play. See, i didn't know that was the play because i remember watching that play and then a little bit later i remember reading about the fullest thing maybe that was just because we were doing the show it was the play but, I mean, it was Stood a beautiful in. play. Stood in, took a big hit, delivered the dime for the so touchdown. So
2: I, I you know, you, we're both Nick Foles fans. We've been very open about that. We wish him nothing but the best. I never thought the Jaguars were really going to bounce back and be in the playoffs this year, anyway. Okay, but I really, I really doubt it now. It'd be cool. It, the story would be cool. You know me. I love the story. I love the theater <laughs> and the drama of the NFL. So you do? it would be cool to see Gardner Minshew just show up and show out every week and start beating everybody. But I don't think it's going to happen.
3: Maybe he's the next Tom Brady. Is that not the story? He has a better mustache than Tom Brady. <laughs> All right, other injuries we got. I don't I've never seen Brady with facial hair, really.
2: Yeah, he's he he does the gruff. He does stuff. yeah, it's like scruff. scruff. But. Two running backs, Darius. Guys.
3: Yeah, that's one of Darius, your guys. Darius meniscus, something like that. Um, to I his knee, really to the same. Knee I do it's the two. I thought it was the opposite. Knee. Or it's one or the other, but. Obviously, pretty sure it was the opposite. Uh, also, Joe
2: Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals he's dealing with a well. sprain.
3: These week to week, day to day. I don't think he'll be playing. I don't think he'll suit up week two. Um, but get I your don't Giovanni expect...
2: Bernard flex plays ready.
3: Yeah, not... in in games where
2: Joe Mixon did not play last year, Giovanni Bernard had over twenty fantasy points.
3: Okay, every time. So get your Giovanni Bernard in the flex. Just want to talk about this real quick. Uh, Derek Skyes was one of your your big guys, I love one him. of your He's nice. He's favorite players coming out. He looked last really great in the, in, the, in the preseason. He looked great. In preseason he looked fresh. He looked strong. He did not look that good
2: against this. I know Phillies front seven is very good, which is probably part of the reason why
3: he struggled. But what do you think this does from a mental? standpoint to this young man it's going to be an extreme it's either going
2: to galvanize him incredibly more so and that nothing's going to stop him and that he can come back from it when he does and if he does hopefully he does then he'll feel invincible nothing can stop him he can come back from anything okay or it could just totally destroy his spirits and i hope he has the right people around him to support him so that the former or former happens not the latter
3: well said, well said. I hope so too. I mean this this has to be hard. You've been striving for, for your lifetime to be an NFL player and then you get cut <sighs> down in the in the preseason last year and you finally make it through that healthy, you've been named the starter, you have to be riding on top of the world, you don't last a full game before suffering another lower leg injury. I, I just I've just a running back that's your your bread and butter. I hope there. this doesn't turn into a Zach
2: Miller type thing where, you know, he comes out from a fully on-rehab, has another season-ending injury, you know. Yeah. Or, or even, or even you know, cross-sport analogy, uh, Derek Rose. Sure. Who just, you know, was never the same. Because Darius Geist was a beast at LSU. He broke all of Leonard Fournette's records. Yeah. So, I mean, he was better than Leonard Fournette. And Leonard Fournette was a number four overall pick, wasn't he? He was top five pick, yeah. So, so again,
3: well, I... We're talking about a lot of sad news. I mean, you know, it's not always a next segment. Rose and flower segment.
2: Overreaction, not
3: an overreaction. That's All right. our next segment. Was that your sound effect? Yeah. All right. I'll go. Should I I'll get a, a little. Sound? Yeah, you didn't make a sound. Oh. Do you want to make a sound? I'll sure. Ahead, sound All right.
0: Overreaction, <laughs> not an
3: overreaction. <laughs> okay. So there you go. We're getting. <laughs> We're about to stick now. We just do homemade sound effects. I mean, would that not be the charm of That's our That's kind show? of fun, though. We,
2: we should table that for later. But regardless, we're going to do overreaction, not overreaction. We each have three statements that we're going to propose, and we're going to talk about whether or not we think it's an overreaction or not an overreaction. All right. My first statement is that Miami Dolphins will not win a game this season. Overreaction, not an overreaction.
3: It's an overreaction. It's an overreaction not because they're a team that obviously doesn't deserve to lose 16 games. I think they are, but... The probability of doing that just, I think, is unrealistic. And it's happened twice has and happened NFL. twice before, but it's we've also seen teams that look like they should. A lot more has to go wrong. wrong than just a few things going right to win one or two games in the NFL. Let's do this. Let's do this now.
2: Let's bring up Miami's schedule, and I want you to tell me which game they
3: win. Okay.
2: Okay. So they, they have the Patriots this week.
3: Well, they're not going to win that. <laughs> it's at home. Then they
2: have. Then they go to Dallas. No. Then they're home for the Chargers.
3: Miami has often had the Chargers number.
2: Here's the next one. They're home for Washington.
3: Could that could be it? Especially so. Hear me out on this. Depending on how they continue to go down the road with Washington, let's say they only win a game, they could be turning. They could be starting to turn the turn the reins over. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. It's possible. That's October
2: thirteenth, so, okay. so we'll see what happens there. But okay.
3: I, I think it's an overreaction
2: too, but not by much.
3: No. I really they're, think they winning maybe one
0: or two I, games. They
3: it, they're a bad team. They're they're tanking. I mean this is this is it. This is I talked about it all year. This is the reason they gave Flores a five year contract instead of a typical four that you see out of a rookie head coach, because they're giving <sighs> him the mulligan this year. They're letting him get that pick so and they've traded everybody away to get just a gold mine of picks to make I mean, this they team, have a ton of picks. i uh, to, want bring up to do Miami so.
2: Dolphins picks right now.
3: I'm gonna, I mean, we can talk about that later on just, down the road,
2: but it's an, it's it's. I'm just confused why Ryan Fitzpatrick is still in. They should really be uh,
3: I mean, Josh Rosen <laughs> didn't look great either. He was one of three with an interception, so The Miami Dolphins have a draft pitch Okay, yeah, obviously Draft pitch? It says they have a draft pick in each of the first five rounds. Yeah,
2: of course they do
3: so they have two first-round picks yeah. in each of the next two upcoming drafts. Yeah, uh, I they have two seventh-round picks, two second-round picks this year. At least this is going off the top of my head. I know at least it looks like that.
2: We could look it up later, but yeah. All right,
3: you're next. My my first one is that Josh Jacobs is. Uh, one of the best running backs in the NFL now.
1: Whoa! I've read a
3: lot of things. I've there have been people that have compared him to Alvin Kamara. There have been people because he's done something in his first rookie game that hasn't been done since LeDamian Tomlinson, which was over 100 uh, all-purpose yards and three touchdowns. People, two touchdowns. people are anointing. Two. He, I'm pretty positive he had three.
2: I thought he only ran. I thought he ran for two. I, I thought he
3: ran two. two. I think he. Well, let's just check this out to make sure. Let's get started. All right, thank you, stat guy. I was wrong. So he did only rush the two, and I thought he also caught one. I didn't watch that game.
2: The most important thing about that is that stat guy redeemed himself.
3: He, he pulled guy. it through. He pulled it out, and we appreciate it. It's an overreaction.
2: I, 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 I was about to say not an overreaction because I thought you were just going to say one of the best young running backs in the NFL, and I would say that's not an overreaction. I think he is. But he's certainly not the best running back in the NFL.
3: People are. And I
2: think, I, I think that he has the talent to be that type of back. But not only does he have the talent, he has the, the the drive because he showed up to the press conference and all the reporters were handing him the ball so that he could hit the I'm the best out of the park. And he kept saying, I left a lot of yards out of the field. He was like, I I said I only had 85 yards and 25 carries, so my yards per carry were down. 3.7. He, he, he pointed out all that stuff that I'm sure you also want to point out. Yeah, no. I. But like I said, he, 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 he owned him all that. He said, I had a good day. But
3: I can be a lot better, and I will be a lot better. And I like that about him, and that's why I think he can become one of the best in the N.F.L. I, I also appreciate so. it. he's he's handled things like when I was reading the comments about I mean, he's people from Alabama, so comparing, comparing him
1: to differently.
3: <laughs> people comparing him to Alvin Kamara, he shut that down very very quickly, and, and I appreciate that. And I hope he's hungry and he keeps doing that. But I mean, he has, certainly just, has the
2: juice and the balance of a Kamara. I but think we'll it's just happens.
3: it's just one of those overreaction things. I agree. I
2: agree. All right, next, Sammy Watkins will finish a full season this
3: year. That's see, that, such interesting phrasing that uh, you you would say like that. I thought the question would be like Sammy Watkins is a top three wide receiver, not necessarily. Well, see, here's my thing: a full season. To me,
2: if Sammy finishes the full season, he'll be a top five receiver.
3: See, I don't feel like that's an overreaction, underreaction thing, but I'm going to say it's an overreaction. I don't think he's. He don't think he will. I don't think he will for this reason. We haven't seen. For the most part, he's never, the, it. he's never done it. Nope. I didn't know if he'd done it once, so he's never done it.
2: Even his rookie season, he missed one or two games. So
3: he's never done it. With Tyreek Hill being out, he'll more likely than not – I mean, we don't know necessarily what's going to happen from from the Rook or the – I mean, he'll be the number one. He'll. Get, he's going to be the number one, so he's going to have number one corners on him. If he's targeted a lot, he's only going to take more wear and tear.
2: He had Jalen Ramsey on him for a lot because Tyreek got hurt early.
3: And and he did, he did well. But I'm just saying, when you go up against that consistently, and that's going to be your new life, which he hasn't had that for since his days in Buffalo. So it's been three years since he's been the number one guy. True number one guy, at least. So we'll see. I I, I think because of all of those things, um, but I, I would also go as far as to say, even if he does stay healthy, I don't think he's a top five guy.
2: I don't think this is an overreaction. I think he finishes the full year, and I think he finishes at least top ten, if not top five. Okay. I think that he he's a perfect fit for this offense, and I said he looked even he looked better and healthier than he ever did in Buffalo, even even in his first year. Sure. You know what I mean? He was coming off a tweak from college into his first year. He looked so good, on that first play where he caught it, made two guys miss, and bolted down the middle of the field. He was so fast. I don't remember him ever looking that fast in Buffalo. That's fair.
0: So
2: I don't think this is an overreaction at all. I think that he will f- hopefully finish the season. I'm saying hopefully because now that I'm saying it, obviously it's not going to happen because I'm going to jinx everything. But I, I really, I really think he finishes a full season, and I fi- think he definitely finishes as a top ten receiver. All right. So all right, Same Watkins, you're next.
3: Oh. I
0: almost did my next one. <laughs>
3: That's all right. Let's Let's uh, let's turn it around and talk about, I think, the really easy um, question right now. Everyone's freaking out about uh, Lamar Jackson being uh, the MVP favorite based on week one performance. I'm going to switch it around and say that Dallas Dak Prescott will finish top three in MVP voting. Well, our
2: buddy Mike Megas thinks... He predicted, like, weeks ago that Dak Prescott would finish top four.
3: Top four. Okay, well, I'm going to up the ante and say
2: top three. I think it's an overreaction. Dak Prescott's a very good quarterback, and you know me. I love Dak Prescott. I think that he's just as important to that team as Zeke is. We had that debate earlier. But he's not going to have that stat line every week. He's not going to consistently put up those kind of numbers because they're going to lean on their running game with Zeke and Tony Pollard. They're going to lean on that more often. It just so happened that the Giants' secondary is not very good at all. And they took advantage. I, I think Dak's gonna have a great year. And I have I, I brought this graphic from the last five games. He's also a Giants killer. His last five games against the Giants, he's five and zero, oh, with a sixty six percent completion percentage, averages three hundred and ten passing yards, thirteen touchdowns, zero interceptions. So Dak Prescott likes beating the New York Giants. I
3: mean, so, so I seems to have those. I think it was a those perfect players.
2: storm for him week one. Kellen didn't really show a lot of his stuff in the preseason. He came out with all these formations and motions and these really cool plays. And he was showing off all his new weapons. And right. Zeke had just come back. The emotions were there. I think it was a perfect storm. Dallas is going to be a very, very good football team. Like I said, I think them and Philly at both end at 12-4. and four And one of them beats him on the tiebreaker. And I have it being Philly right now. Okay. So I, I, they're going to be great. I don't see that finishing top three
0: in, in voting. All right. Cool, cool, cool.
3: So, and you do. No, I don't. Okay, I don't. I think he will be very, very good. Uh, like I said, I I still have Dallas winning the division. I love the pieces around him. If I, I think the additions, Michael Gallup is coming into his own. At least from what we saw, looks great. Randall Cobb is a great player in that system, which I which I really dug. We we talked about not on the show, but just in in person, whether or not he was a better. Or worse uh, than Cole Beasley. Yeah. And and those things along those lines. But Dallas just has the system and the p- players to make Dak Prescott great. So will he be a great player? Yes. But he's not, in my idea, what constitutes a most valuable player. I agree. Well, you brought up Lamar Jackson. So let's do the same thing here. Lamar Jackson
2: will finish at least top three in MVP voting.
3: Oh, man. Um, no. Not because it's not deserved. You're saying this is an overreaction. This is an overreaction. That's this is not going to happen. Not because it won't be necessarily deserved. Okay. But I don't think I still don't. There, what happened on Sunday is not <laughs> going to be the norm. If he is, then he surpassed Patrick Mahomes as the best quarterback in the NFL. Best it has air quotes because we don't. That's up for debate and numerous debates. At least in my opinion, I think it's in your opinion as well. But I don't think they're going to win enough games. Unfortunately, I think the MVP always seems to come from one of those teams that goes thirteen and three, or fourteen and two, or fifteen and one. And even if we think there are players that are better, more deserving, they don't get that recognition. So I'm saying this is not
2: an overreaction, but I want to get to a better point here. Even after what you saw, you still have, do you still have the Steelers winning the division? Yeah. Okay. All right. I week one means better, I understand that and that's why we have this segment because people overreact to week one like it's crazy a lot of stuff happens that you know last last year week one Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Bucks come 48 on the Saints right and when on to do nothing so I understand you know what I mean so I I understand that but uh, I'm still so, so you you don't how many wins do you have the Ravens having then
3: I still have them having around 10 okay alright that's what I alright yeah I am still very confident. I, I mean, it's not—it's <laughs> not crazy. Like I think the whole division is extremely tough, but
2: even Cincinnati looked great. You see, they Zach did. Taylor that offense—he revitalized. Andy Dalton had 420 yards, two touchdowns.
3: I think that was like a career high. For it's him. amazing. John Ross
2: came back to life.
3: Yeah, that's that would be a great one to talk about because that's also you no—it's know, a flash of the pan. Why did they go? I didn't pick
2: him up. Right, see. I would say it's a flash in a pan if this were Marvin Lewis' offense.
3: But this is Zach Taylor
2: who comes from the Sean McVay tree. He knows how to get his guys involved, and they don't have AJ Green right now. I think he's going to get all the targets. Tyler Boyd. I mean, he's already got two touchdowns every game, but get those big plays. And he can get some big plays. All right. Next segment.
3: I didn't even previous. ask you my third one. Oh, did you? I thought you did. Oh. I thought that was your third one. Go ahead. You were talking to me about Lamar. <laughs> previous segment. <laughs> I appreciate that we have a sound effect
0: reverse <laughs> to move backwards.
3: <laughs> so staying in the uh, – let's stay in that AFC North. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. This is the same old Cleveland Browns that we've always seen. Overreaction. Tell me about it. They're just
2: like a little bit above that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Okay. No, I was the one who said it was overreacting – you agree with me when they talking about Super Bowl and James said AFC title. That's an overreaction. Just as much as they're the same old Browns is an overreaction. They're not. They they again part of this is I'm high on Tennessee. Sure. I have them winning their division because of exactly what they did week one. Their defense is great. They made some great additions. Their secondary is super tough. And you know, I think Marcus is going to have a breakout year. He had three touchdowns and no picks. Now, one of them was a 75-yard screen pass to kind of It's not going to happen every week, but he had a very good game. So, like I said, I, I think Tennessee was just really good, and I think that Cleveland overlooked them a bit. They were feeling themselves a bit, and they got punched in the mouth. I think they needed that.
3: I think it was the best thing for them. I think it was one
2: of the best things for them. So, this is an overreaction. I think that, you know, do, are we picking that game? Okay, I already did my picks, and I have Cleveland bouncing back in a big way, winning Monday night. Okay. And then I have people in New York freaking out. This is going to be fired by week three. (laughs) But still, I I, I really, like I said, Baker is going to get the right of the ship. You know, again, I think Tennessee is one of the better teams in football, so I think they just got punched in the mouth because Tennessee was ready to go, and nobody was talking about Tennessee winning that game. Sure. So I think that's an old reaction. They're not the same old
0: Browns. All right. All right. Nah, you Next segment. There we go.
2: Biggest questions
0: from week one, presented by yeah, okay. Spectrum. Oh my!
3: <laughs> you can't get in trouble for doing like plugs for people, right? I think we we're just helping them out. Maybe we could. We don't have permission to. use How their dare stuff. you? <laughs> we do not have permission to use their names. All right. So, uh, what what are your what are your questions? So, one of my biggest questions is.
2: One of my biggest questions for you – wait, no, is that a cold read? That's a cold read. I don't want to say that. So <laughs> I have a question about does a game like the Detroit-Arizona game, sure. does that make the NFL revisit their overtime tying rules and all? Because there are a lot of people who have a bad taste in their mouths for the fact that that Kyler incredible comeback ended in a tie. There are a lot of people that are upset that you know Detroit was up for so long and it still had to end in a tie. So, does this is that kind of game that you think that we revisit overtime in the regular season to find a way that there won't be as many ties?
3: I mean, what would be the possible solution? We I mean, talked about, about a, like a double overtime. A double
2: overtime. There used to be a double overtime.
3: I forget what it was. Which people take it away. People like that from college. And but
2: then you know, there's also the maybe the second overtime is sort of like a college where you go from the 25-yard line and sort of thing. No,
3: I think that's chintzy. I think that... You think it's what? Chintzy. I like that word. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that of, of the overtime rules, I've been very vocal, and you've disagreed with me about what I think the biggest flaw of overtime is, and it shouldn't be the first team that scores. A t- I think each has to have at least one opportunity to hold the ball. And they've done that. And that was an instance, so I think that played fine. That was just a... So you don't have any issues? I don't. I think that's an instance where I'm on your side, where the defenses just played better than the offenses. Let's say that you're starting... Let's just... Even the benefit of the doubt of you're starting at your own 10 and you need to get to at least the opponent's 40 to give an opportunity for yeah. a kick. So that's 50 yards. That's half a field. If you can't get that, then I think the opposing defense did a great great job and I'm fine with it being a tie.
2: Okay.
3: You, I would I like to get your opinion on this. I
2: I really like I, I don't I'm not distraught over the fact that we have ties. Sometimes I think they're kind of cool.
3: I think ties are but, cool. But, it,
2: but at the same time, I do get a little a little eye roly when the game was as great as it was. I didn't want it to end that way. You know what I mean? I wanted somebody to take it and win it, and nobody did. So that was a little upsetting. Uh, I'd be open to people proposing new types of rules to see if we can land on a really cool one. Like I said, I actually loved the AAF's overtime rules. They put the, it's first and goal from the 10-yard line. Just go ahead and try to score I think that's awesome. That's exciting, and I know that you maybe you think that's chintzy or sticky. <laughs> but again, I think that you know obviously it doesn't happen right away. It can happen if the one overtime runs out. All right, both teams get a first and goal. See if you can get it. I mean, they, people want to right. say. I think people yeah, want to say that. I this, wouldn't
3: mind it if it they a player if it's like regular. the second overtime.
2: What right. I'm saying that people people well say, oh, that favors the offense. I think if it favors the defense. When the, when there's not enough room and space to run, the, I feel like the defense doesn't have as much place to cover. I feel like it's an even match.
3: I think it really depends on teams for me. And Which, my, again,
2: my but again, that. that's fine. You know what I mean? It would depend on the team anyway. If your offense is good, your offense is good. So, but again.
3: Fair. I digress. Very fair. All right, so one of my biggest questions is um, going to be, and this is going to tie into you being a Bills fan here, the usage of our PSU guy, Saquon Barkley. He came out, had his head on fire, uh, ran for like, I don't know, was it 50 yards on his first run, and then had like a catch that was for a first down. He looks, he looks very good. And he then he fresh. had like 13 carries, touches the rest of the game.
2: Yeah, I think there was more of a matter of, New York felt, A, that they could beat the Dallas corners better than they could beat the front seven, which is very clearly one of the best in the NFL. Fair. You know, even though Saquon obviously had big carries early, I think. And first of all, Eli Manning didn't have that game. No, he did not. You know what I mean? Eli Manning had a decent game, but just the fact that Dallas scored five touchdowns. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. And Dallas scored 21 points in the first half, so... 14 points in the second quarter. But Eli Manning was 30 of 44, 306 yards and a touchdown. He did not play poorly. So I really think that – I think it was more a matter of, oh, what is that? I don't know. Should I answer that?
3: I kind of – yeah, we're going to take a little timeout here.
2: So Adam almost just got scammed. (laughs) I got a phone call from 0000000.
3: I bet that's like a lawyer out in Las, Which like is Las Vegas somewhere. Really interesting. Number? I'm always fascinated by numbers that are all the same thing. I've never seen that before. I like on billboards, like out west, like they're like that's... call nine 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 nine. I'll cover you. I think
2: it's incredible. I've never seen that before. But
3: anyway, back to football. Um, back to football.
2: But yeah, football. But like I said, I I think it was more game plan than anything. The Giants' offensive line is, is vastly improved from last year. You know, they scored first in this game. They did. They looked good.
3: They so moving solid. forward, do they give their best playmaker the ball more often? I is think this going will. to be more I common they than game we were expecting?
2: I think they'll try to do it next week. I think they're going to get punched in the gut by the Buffalo defense. <laughs> uh, I really do. Like, I mean, they're not going to be able to pass against us because our pass defense is still, I think, I think, got better from last year. We were by far the tops in the NFL last year. And our pass rush got better, too. I really think that we're going to crush the Giants. And I'm going to feel bad about it a little bit. <laughs> only for only for Saquon's sake. Uh, I hope the Giants... I don't take- know.
3: Our friend George thinks he's going to run all over you. <sighs> he won't. But, so, I... Again, I just think
2: that it was more, more game plan sake. And we talked, a, we talked a little bit about it in the Bills game, too. The Bills' first 13 plays were pass plays because mm-hmm. we felt that we could attack the secondary better that we could attack the middle of the field. And I think that Newark felt the same way. Now, there's a difference in the fact that on the first drive sake, had a 50-yard run, so why not run him more? Sure. But I think that they just stuck to their game plan thinking that that's what it would work. Okay. And, you know, they hung in the game a little bit until, okay. until the end there, so... Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's going to be an issue with Saquon's usage. But I will say there's a reason why I took McCaffrey over Saquon number one over on our league is because I think that McCaffrey is a safer play on a team that I think is going to be better.
3: I think he's definitely on a team that's better. But like I said, I my my prediction was both of them got to the milestone, so, so I'll be happy. Moving on, right? Yeah, do we have any more big questions we want to talk about? Or well, I mean, I think we'll just kind of talk about. I want to know if Washington, if that Washington offense is for real. No. Moving on.
0: <laughs> Next. Do you want to know the reason? Seven. Do you want me? Do
3: you want me to back that up without just being sure? Being uh sure why not? smug about I'll it. I'll let you be smug too much without backing things up. Because if they were for real, like they came out and they looked amazing. And I had to give it my – I tip my hat to Case Keenum. He was a player I wasn't very high on. I wasn't really believing in them doing anything. So they came out like Saquon Barkley did. He had
2: 30 of 44 as well, but for 380 yards and three touchdowns.
3: Tip my cap to him. The reason they're not legitimate – is because if they were, they would have finished the game. They had every reason to win that game.
2: I mean, I feel like that's a little harsh. There are plenty of teams that start fast but can't finish
3: strong. Not in the way that Washington did. That doesn't did. mean that they're they, they, they scored in the fourth quarter. They, they took the lead back in the fourth quarter. They should have never given up the lead to begin with. The lead that they had, That's it's not a winning football 27 team. 27 at halftime. No. Okay. All right. They did that
2: all without a running game, and I think when Adrian Peterson comes back next week and runs like fire is on his cleats, I think that the, the offense is going to look really good. So we'll, all see. Right. we'll see what happens. But I obviously don't really still have them winning a lot, but
3: they're a lot better than I think you would give credit for. Okay. All right. So also yeah, going to be uh, playing Dallas, who you just talked about their front seven. Are they going to Dallas? Great. Yep. So, But their secondary is not amazing. You just talked about how Adrian Peterson was going to run his cleats off against the front seven that you just said could contain Saquon Barkley. So, just saying. Darius guys had 18 rushing yards. <laughs> Adri- Adrian- I'm sorry, Dallas is going to Washington.
2: Adrian Peterson's going to have much more rushing yards than 18.
3: Well, I certainly hope oh. that Adrian Peterson can outrun the
2: guy that been playing football. I'm just saying. I hate you. <laughs> Like. You don't really need much more to help your offense out 18 yards as long as you get 50 from a guy.
0: Okay.
3: Well, yeah, if that's our bar, 50 yards. I think he'll have more than 75 rushing yards. Okay. I don't because I think they're going to be playing from behind All and right. it's a Chris Thompson we'll make, game.
2: We'll, we'll make the bet on 75 rushing yards.
3: Okay. What's our bet? It's an over-under. I say over. You say under. Yeah, well, what? Like, what's the bet? Well, yeah, that's what I just asked you.
2: You don't have any – you're the creative back guy. I'll have it before the end of the show. Okay. We'll come back to it. Next segment. (laughs) Who needs a win the most? So we talk about overreactions and things like this, but an 0-2 start is hard to come back from. Harder than you might think it is. Okay. So there are a lot of 0 one teams. I'm going to start this one off because I think they don't get the win they need. Okay. And I know you're going to be – About it, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sure. The Pittsburgh Steelers need a win, and they're not going to get it, in my opinion. I think Seattle's going to come into Pittsburgh and win. I agree. And and I'm looking at this right here. I'm looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers' schedule, and I don't like they start 0 2 right here. Then they have to go to San Francisco, which could be a win, but San Francisco's a tough place to play. 49ers look good. Then they have Cincinnati coming in, which could be a win, but Cincinnati plays Steelers tough because it's a division rival, and they just play the Seahawks to one point. Then they have to play the Ramers, the Char- the Ravens, the Chargers, the Rams. So, like, they have all these tough games coming up. They can start off really, really bad, and I don't. it's hard to come back from a, a tough start like that. Sure. So I think the Steelers are, are a team that, that really, really needs a win in Week 2, and I don't believe that they're going to get it. I agree with you. I don't think I
3: have Seattle winning that game. So you're confident in Owen two Pittsburgh still wins the division. We've seen Owen oh, two is not Well I'm not saying that as like a oh you're crazy. I'm just saying I'm asking the question. Yes, okay. I've I've Okay. I know what I I know what I'm saying. And I know what I'm <laughs>
2: let's let's Google Owen two
3: teams to make the playoffs.
2: How many teams have started 0-2? say Pittsburgh's done that a
3: handful of times just in
2: since, recent years. Since 2002, when the league expanded and reorganized into eight divisions, the rate of teams making the playoffs with their 0-2 to start is even lower. 14 out of 132 teams have started 0-2 and, and made
0: the playoffs. Okay. Still confident? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Your turn. <laughs>
3: I'm going with the team... Uh, you never specified that it had to be a team that had lost. I'm not going with the team that had lost. Oh, that's okay. Uh, the team that I think needs a win in Week 2, and this uh, might might sound a little bit of a surprise, it's the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints have the Los that's Angeles good, Rams coming. That's a very good coming. answer. They're, they're going out to L.A., playing the Rams. The team where, again... Is it Monday night? Football? The, no, that's it's Sunday. It's probably the game of the week. America's game of the week. Yeah. Um, that's the team that was the call not heard, heard around the world. Yeah. They need to get this. They almost. New Orleans is a team where it's, it's before, before last, before Monday night, they had lost like seven of their last eight home opener or season openers. Obviously, they've done extremely well for all of that being said, but this is a team that just still, I think is carrying that bugaboo. They still have their chip on their shoulder being like, we've gotten robbed and we continue to keep having these things happen. They need to get off to a, still need to get off to a hot start. Not because if they lose, I do I think anywhere they're not going to make the playoffs, but yeah. they need this confidence moving forward to knock off this team. Okay. that I feel like they stole them a trip to the Super Bowl.
2: That's fair. that's a great answer didn't even think about it. That's an amazing answer. I'm going to go to an entire matchup. Okay. For my other one. Monday Night Football, Cleveland versus New York. Ooh. Both teams need a win. Both teams had a lot big expectations coming into the season. Obviously, Cleveland more than New York. But a lot of people have been riding the New York hype train
0: with yeah. all the
2: offseason acquisitions they made. Sure. So, But, you know, obviously I just let slip in an earlier segment that I think Cleveland wins this game. But both these teams are going to be desperate in the spotlight on Monday night. I expect it to be a very, very good game between two second-year quarterbacks, two top three picks. And I expect Baker to win, but both teams really, really need a win in Week 2 because they both play in tough divisions. And, you know, Cleveland more so than, than, than New York, but you just saw New York lose to Buffalo, and they, obviously the Pats are there. So, right. So we'll see what happens, but I think that's another two teams that really, really need to win.
3: Yeah, to wrap this up, I'm going to say I'm going to go to another matchup of 0-1 teams, and that's when Chicago travels to Denver. I think Chicago— That's a, that's a
2: very fascinating game, too, the
3: big Fangio revenge game. The <laughs> big Fangio revenge game. So. Or is it the Chicago revenge game because Fangio left to go be the coach? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess it's not really revenging when you got uh, probably a better offer, so it probably yeah. is more Chicago revenge. I think Chicago is the one that really needs to win because of the expectations, kind of similar to Cleveland. They were coming in, riding high, yeah. got to the playoffs for the first time in a handful of years, the double doing, But more so, we talked about it uh, on our last episode. We talked about the world falling down on Mitch Trubisky and everything like that. If this yeah. offense doesn't start coming alive against what I, think, what I think we both believe is a pretty good defense, didn't really show up against Oakland, didn't yeah. have a single sack. Yeah. Strange. But I still feel a pretty solid defense if they can't get some things going on to at least show promise, especially after all of the hype and the hope in Chicago. If they go down 0-2, still not, in my opinion, a death sentence, but the, the world will be falling in Chicago, I think, if they go 0-2 a year after they go 12-4. and Without a doubt. So...
2: Next segment, it's time
3: for Pals Picks. Oh, yeah. Well, we have that segment down. Yeah. You just can't be happy with that, can you?
2: I just think it'd be cleaner if we could move from segment to segment. With You know what I
3: mean? It's just something for for growth. So, (laughs) I'm feeling good, but I'm feeling not good. Yeah, well, Josh went two and one. Adam went one and two. Which is the same same Silly place game. where we were. Silly game. Same place we were last year this time. So you remember that? I do. No. I do remember that. I'm you upset. ended up pulling it out. So. Carolina was in that game. Yeah, well, I mean, Denver was in my game, so. And I cannot believe <laughs> that Atlanta let me down like they did on Sunday. I mean, they did what you wanted them to do. Okay,
2: <laughs> they you just didn't finish the comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I went first last time you could go first.
3: All right, so, giving you uh, a slate of games that you feel very confident in, I think these games could go either which way. I feel confident in all three of these games. I think these games could go any which way. So, we're going to have the Los Angeles Chargers traveling out to take on the Detroit Lions. Detroit coming off of that that heartbreak overtime tie. Bad taste in your mouth. And uh, L.A. was, I think, shocked at how... How Jacoby Brissett and the Colts came out. I
2: think that the Colts-Chargers game last week was said more about the Colts than the Chargers. I think the Colts are actually that good still. Okay. Even with Brissett. So I think the Chargers win this one against the Lions. And I, I feel sad for the Lions because I think they do have a very good football team. I just think that they are not quite
0: good enough. So I have them losing to the Chargers here.
3: All right, all right. I don't know how to feel about that one yet. No, I don't know how to feel about.
2: I, it. I expect yet. It to be a close game. I just, I, I don't think they match up
3: well. I think that Stafford's gonna get sacked a lot. We have an AFC South divisional matchup here: the Indianapolis Colts going on to take on the Tennessee Titans. I could see where a
2: lot of people see what this is tough, but this isn't tough for me. My division champs win, and they start two and up. Oh. I I think that I think the Titans defense is better than the Chargers defense. So the Colts aren't gonna be able to score like they did against I don't think Marlon Mack has near the game that he had against LA and I think Marcus Moriota has another three touchdown performance. Okay. I see I do. I, I just like I said, I think that AJ Brown came on in the big way last week. They're gonna target him more. That's gonna open Corey Davis up a little bit more. And Delaney Walker had a huge game with two touchdowns. And I think Derrick Henry runs
3: runs decently against the Colts at home. So. Okay. And then, last but not least, going to go to that Sunday night football game, the Philadelphia Eagles. Great game. Travel back down to Atlanta. Battle of the on Birds. The, take on the Falcons. Battle
2: of the Birds. And I – this, out of the three, this is the toughest one, but it's got to be the Falcons at home. they got to make their statement here. They they got punched in the mouth against Minnesota, in Minnesota. Minnesota was like, hey, why are you all so down on us? We're a very good team. And they are. They proved that. And I think that Matty Ice is like, what just happened? And I, they're my division champs as well. So I, I again, I, I don't see a way in which they lose this game. I know it's going to be close. I know that Carson Wentz and the Eagles are a great team. But I, I the, the Falcons get back on track here. Okay. All right. All right. Your turn. Minnesota travels to Green Bay. In one of my Game of the Week matchups, this is pretty intense. It's hard to call a game I must win this early on, but if Green Bay doesn't win in their own house against the division rival that looks to push for the title with them, that's tough.
3: Absolutely it is, and this was a heck of a game last week, Week 2. The same exact matchup happened, and uh, it went down to a a I dare I say, a BS tie. That was when the, the refs robbed Green Bay, and there were still a lot of overreactions to uh, roughing a passer, which it should have been a game-sealing interception. But it was very, very exciting to see um, Adam Thielen and, and Kirk Cousins come alive and that amazing touchdown catch. Regardless, Aaron Rodgers was hurt last year. He was running around on one leg against a vaunted Vikings defense, and it's still vaunted, but this is a healthier Aaron Rodgers this is a new offense that the Vikings aren't prepared for. I talked about it on on our show this weekend. Vikings still, after everything on Saturday, don't know what's coming. And I still very fully believe that we're going to see some more steady defensive play yeah. from the Packers. So okay. I'm taking I'm taking Green Bay at home. All right. Then we go to Seattle at Pittsburgh. You already know what I said, and you kind of flipped I, earlier. I did. I think I'm taking Seattle and Russ we trust. Okay. I, I like me didn't have the best game against against Cincinnati but I, I feel good about this team and I think opposite of what New or-, or excuse me New England did they'll get the running game going obviously they love to run and uh, Seattle Russell can obviously air it deep if he wants to but he can do a lot of underneath things that that Tom did as well but Tom Brady did a lot of damage putting the ball down the field and letting playmakers make plays and we know Seattle can definitely do that
2: okay Last but not least, another game we talked about. Tough matchup of 0-1 teams. Chicago travels to Denver to face Vic Fangio.
3: Yeah, another game that I highlighted. I'm going to go with Chicago here. I do believe okay. that I was I was very impressed with what I saw as a whole from what I saw from Denver with Joe Flacco. I, I like Joe Flacco. He's a yes. kind of quarterback where if I was a GM, I would not be afraid of having if you get the right offensive line around him. I don't think... They have the offensive line to deal with this Chicago pressure, and that's going to be the thing. I think this is a game where Chicago's defense should be able to feast a little bit on a pretty um, immobile quarterback. Mm -hmm. They'll be able to collapse the pocket, and if a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who isn't what he was five years ago with moving around but still has some wheels, had a hard time figuring out pocket awareness and protection, Joe Flacco's going to struggle.
2: Okay. All right. So, recap. I have the Chargers traveling to Detroit for a victory. I have the Titans defending home against the Colts. The Falcons defending home against the Colts. Josh has Green Bay defending home turf. Pittsburgh losing against Seattle at home. And Denver losing against Chicago at home. There we go. And, again, if we all get it right, I will get all my picks right. Because I agree with all your picks again this week.
3: All right. Well, that's always a good place to be. All right. Let's do some cold reads. Do some cold reads.
0: Cold reads.
3: Burr.
2: We're workshopping as we go. That's what we do. We're happy. All right. First cold read. Should Miami just do the right thing? and <laughs> start Josh Rosen already.
3: Yeah, why not? I mean, I...
2: I mean, you see the game that happened. Why are we starting with Patrick and pretending that we're going to win
3: games? Sure, and I understand. I I do think you need to just... I don't know. You can't admit what you're doing. You can't admit (laughs) that. You're like, well, we're just playing for next season. We're playing for the future of our franchise. And I do, I still believe that more likely than not, Ryan Fitzpatrick brings a greater experience to the team that Absolutely. is lacking that. I think the team doesn't have that. I think that's something that Flores believes in that yeah. he thinks he's going to bring this leadership yeah. and we've seen Fitzmagic work before. Yeah. But when working forward, I don't I don't think Rosen will win games especially with what this team is, what okay. the team has to offer him, but you can at least see if he has the promise. Maybe you don't need okay. to use the first overall pick on a quarterback. Maybe you can either trade it for more picks or you can take uh, a lineman that you're – because you have a rebuilding lineman going on here. So – You have nothing to lose in everything to the game. Right. Not that Rosen's really inspired much, but –
2: Let's see. All right. Next. Are the Patriots as good as everyone says they are?
3: Yes. Yes, uh, I'm surprised you'd even ask me that, especially after I said on our last episode, yeah, it's it's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's world of the NFL. It's their league, and everyone else is just playing in it. So and, I'm just,
2: I guess, I'm just curious as to why you can, why you make that statement. But when we talk about Pittsburgh, you're like, this happens every week, every time they play.
3: They do, and Pittsburgh that's what I'm. I'm not one bit concerned about the loss of the the extreme okay. severity of a loss to New England from Pittsburgh because Bill Belichick, I'd be surprised, <laughs> this is especially with everything that's always surrounded the Patriots, but he sits in. Like he, like Tomlin and his staff sit down like here's our plan. Belichick <laughs> is like, he, hey guys, I'm sitting at the table too. And they're like, okay, so we're going to do this. But Bill Belichick <laughs> knows exactly how to shut Pittsburgh down. Okay. They always do. Okay. And so I'm not alarmed.
2: Oh, well, I'm just say saying
3: that but that's but, the reason couldn't why. Couldn't that be
2: the – that's the reason why they looked as good as they did?
3: No, because they looked even better. They looked even better from the fact that I okay. didn't think that Brady was going to perform the way he did. Okay. And he did not have a lot of help from the running game. I, think I mean, James, game plan, James White did well receiving, but they didn't do a whole lot rushing the football. So once they get that going and – they, I don't, I don't even care about Antonio Brown. I think the receiving trio of Gordon, Dorsett, and Julian Edelman is is more than enough to do what they need. They're they're just as good as advertised. I don't think they are. Of course you don't, but you've been wrong on that for many many years. Moving on. Is Christian McCaffrey a better running back Three than Ezekiel Elliott? All right, so this is, again, like you we, this we, we <laughs> had this conversation. You asked me this about Todd Gurley. What do we mean by running back?
2: I don't I – don't, I see.
3: Is Christian McCaffrey is... a better
2: athlete than Ezekiel Elliott? Okay, 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 all right, question. Right, 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 right. Would you rather have Christian McCaffrey or Ezekiel Elliott as your running back? Crazy it that way.
3: I mean like that Because I want
2: you to pick one over the other. I don't want you to the easy way out is well McCaffrey does more because he's a receiver too. That's right. the easy answer. That's, I don't want the that's easy the answer. Realistic Which answer, one would right? you rather have?
3: Which one would I rather yeah If you're picking your running back right now, who do you pick? I'm picking Ezekiel Elliott. Like okay, okay. But I'm I, picking Christian McCaffrey. Well, good. Yeah, we all know that you're a Christian McCaffrey homer, and you love the guy. And that's <laughs> I'm cool. not a
2: homer. I think he's a better player.
3: I mean, like, all offseason, you've been like, Christian McCaffrey. Like, Yeah, I get it. Like, you're expecting big things, as you should. He's an amazingly talented player and yeah. a great running back and a great athlete. But at the end of the day, I think when we're talking about running backs, right. I want a guy who can put his nose down. Pick up the tough yard when you need it. I mean, Christian did block. that
2: all day against the Rams.
3: Sure, but we haven't seen it to the level that we've seen it consistently from. I mean, from... I think he's gotten
2: better at it, and I think that,
3: that's Sure, why, and that's growing, you know... and that's growing. But Ezekiel is more of a natural back Okay. that if I had to pick between the two, it depends on what kind of offense I'm putting together as well. <laughs> but... that's, such a,
2: that's such a smart answer. It's rather than just, I want Zeke.
3: <laughs> it, was just Fine. A, it doesn't last one. Cool. You know what? How I, well we're back
2: to our arguing
3: days. We yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my cold reads is Deshaun Watson was beat up on Monday yeah. night. So a lot has been talked about with the Houston Texans offensive line. They traded for Tunsil, who for the most part did a really great job. He did have some very good blocks. Also, at one point had like this giant miscommunication. Just let two guys run right by him. I understand I feel bad for the guy being put in that position to go down to the the dome after like three days of practice to learn everything that comes with working with Deshaun Watson. But tell me a little bit about what the heck Houston does to protect this, I will say superstar or quarterback that can just, who wills the team.
2: In the meantime, for right now, you keep backs and tight ends in... Longer for for pass protection, but over time, the offensive line is one of the units in the NFL that time actually does matter. I mean, there are a lot of times where you could plug a wide receiver running back into an offense and then boom, they're right there. They're fine. They're performing. You can't really do that a lot of times with the offensive line because they need to work as a unit. They just got a bunch of new pieces this offseason. They just got Laramie Tunsil a week ago. Right. So I really think that this line is going to be okay and will get better. I think one of the reasons why I have the Titans beating the Texans out for the division win is because I think in their matchups, the Titans defensive line is going to beat this Texans offensive line. Okay. But I expect the offensive line to get much better as time goes on. So in the meantime, you just have to have backs chipping more, maybe some quicker passes, you know. Get a tight end in there to block and, and get a chip off on those def- defensive ends, but I do think that the, over time the offensive line will just progress naturally because it is a, a,
3: such a position of it to work as a unit, and that doesn't happen overnight. All right, so this one's going to be a little tough for you, okay? Okay. Going quarterbacks, which is which is my position. I thought about doing a running back, but I'm going to go quarterbacks. Okay. I think if you look at the top five passing quarterbacks in terms of yardage. From week one of the NFL. There are some names you wouldn't expect. So obviously we talked about you're Andy gonna, Dalton. You're name him? Yes, okay. we talked. So here are the top five guys that lead the league right now. Okay. Andy Dalton's number one. Case Keenum's in there, right? Case Keenum's number four. Dak Prescott's two. Tom, Matt Stafford's three. Robert. Mahomes is five. Okay. Give me three. Ooh. ooh, ooh. Of the top five passers this weekend, in your opinion, who do you think is going to have big games? So, so... I, right, because these I'm are... Predicting, these, these I'm are, predicting... The I don't three. think... If you... If somebody was like, give me the five passing quarterbacks, that are have, lead the league in yardage, Dude, no the, one would have said those five names. Correct. It's a weird name. It's a weird list. So, so,
2: so I'm... So, there's going to be five
3: top passers... Right, I'm not saying so. Like, For let's just say just next week. Just like we're not saying Pick like Andy Dalton throws 300 yards, so he has 700 still lead the league. Okay. I'm not so it's saying not that. Total who it. it's a, it's has a week by week the base. best. Okay, week two. so name three of them. Yeah. All right. Uh Ooh, this is
2: fun. Okay. Can I name all five if you want to. <laughs> Matt Ryan. Okay. Drew Brees. Okay. Tom Brady. Okay. Baker Mayfield. Ooh. Josh Allen. All right. Throw a
3: little Josh Allen in there. I I just –
2: I think that as much as – again, as much as I love Dak Prescott, I think the Giants secondary is that bad. And I think that the Buffalo is going to hit on a lot of big plays in the passing game. You know, with John Brown deep and Robert Foster deep, even though he really wasn't used a ton. But I see that happening, so –
3: all right, so that one's more in depth. I'm just gonna nice give you a quick one, uh, real fast. I want a quick answer. Which Kyler Murray do we see? The second half, Kyler. The Murray. second half, all yeah. right.
2: I, I think that, that I think that that's a sneaky really good game because because Arizona is much better than than Miami, so it'll be nice to see Baltimore match up against the team of uh, Baltimore winning. But I think second half Kyler shows up. I think this ends up being a, a, a battle. All right, there we go. Another battle of the birds. There we go. Too many birds in the NFL.
3: Okay. Sorry there aren't enough land mammals like your bills. Land mammals. How many mammals aren't land? Dolphins. What? Yeah,
0: okay. One.
3: (laughs) That's what you, you, you you're upset about uh, birds, so I, (laughs) I'm not going to say land buildings. We're talking talking about the the silliest thing on the show. Get out of here so I can do fortune. I mean, i doing tidbits. Oh, first. you have tidbits? I have tidbits. All right. Then it gives you tidbits. So
2: something happened this past week that had never happened in NFL history ever.
3: Okay. A wide
2: receiver had 14 receptions or more and did not have 100 yards. Okay. Jameson Crowder, 19th, 14 catches, 98, 98. yards. I thought, never, not,
3: I thought it was 98.
2: Never happened before in the NFL. I thought <laughs> that thought was kind of cool. Tom Brady... Oh, it's the wrong stat. Never mind. We'll do the later. Um, so something that this isn't a tid—this is—I'm saying this is a tidbit, but something that I didn't even think about. People nag on Gentlemen all the time, but Gentlemen drafted two of the top five running backs right now.
3: Do you know that? In
2: because he drafted Christian and McCaffrey Saquon. and Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So he may not know how to draft quarterbacks or some other positions, but he sure knows how to draft a running back. Okay. All
3: right, those are my tidbits. All right, I have one. one, I have a tidbit. God, if you're allowed to do it, then I get to do it too. Oh, wait, I have another tidbit. Oh, jeez, I'm crow. Should I do mine? Yeah, you should do yours.
2: So my other tidbit is kicker Ty Long for the L.A. Chargers. Do you know about this? No. He's a rookie punter. Their kicker, Caleb Caleb Sturgis, forget who it is, is injured. So he kicked and punted on Sunday. He made a field goal. He was 3-for-3 three three on extra point attempts. He had two punts for a total of 100 yards. I thought that was really cool. I, I, I think that that's something that not a lot of people would would know about or notice at all. And I want to give a shout-out to, to Ty Long. I think that was a really good game.
3: Way to be, Ty. Way to be. All right, my tidbit, uh, talking about the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. The Cleveland Browns scored their first opening possession touchdown... Since 1995, when led by one Bill Belichick oh,
0: on, wow. on
2: Sunday. Wasn't that also the last – oh, no, it was 2004 was the last time they won a season opener.
3: Yeah, I don't even know it's, about it's that. It's been a while. So it's that's been awesome. poor Cleveland, but they, that's, uh, I, that's mind-boggling they, uh, to me. Same old Cleveland. <laughs> same old Cleveland.
2: You know what I wonder, though, just back, doubling back to the whole punter-kicker thing, why don't teams do that more often? Why don't they carry a guy who can do both? There's a lot of guys who can do both. No, I'm
3: sure there are. I mean,
2: that's a a valuable roster spot. That could be your third emergency quarterback if you need them. That could be another receiver, another running back if you need them. Corners, you always need more of those. I don't understand why people don't look into that more. I
3: don't either.
2: Anyway, friends' fortune.
3: Friends' fortune. Here we go. Did not do well with the wide receivers, but I'm going to go running backs this week. I'm going to talk about one Mr. Todd Gurley, who people have been so down on, and I I understand it. Actually, I don't understand it. I think everything's being overblown. I understand his injuries and what's going on with his knee. I don't think it's going to affect him this year. People are still down on him after this game. People talking about how McVay didn't use him in the red zone. I digress. Moving on. Talked about uh must- win game, must win in quotes for for New Orleans, but New Orleans gave up a lot of running yards to some backs that I don't think are as good as Todd Gurley. First of all, kudos to Carlos Hyde though, ran mad and I I like that, but I'm going to say that Todd Gurley, who averaged almost 7 yards a carry, he had 97 yards on 14 carries and he turned it on in the fourth quarter, this is a guy that didn't play in the preseason, everyone calmed down, he's a great player. He's going to prove it this week when he goes in to New Orleans and is going to try to help his team win. They're not going to, but he's going to try like heck, and he's going to run for over 135 yards on Sunday. I'm going into unprecedented territory. I'm going for a round two because not only is he going to run for those yardage, he's going to catch at least 45 yards receiving for over 160 scrimmage yards. Mark it down. All right, folks. So
2: we're going down to Miami. No, I'm not picking the Dolphins. <laughs> but I think it's okay. So I, um, Tom Brady is eight and eleven against the Miami Dolphins. Miami is giving up 26.8 points per game since 2017. So that Miami defense is terrible, and the betting line. For this game right now. Is 18 and a half points. For those of you who don't understand that. That means that the Pats are favored to win. By 18 and a half points. That's the point spread. So you know, when you pick to cover or not. My friend's fortune. Is that the Miami Dolphins. Are going to cover that spread. And they're going to cover that spread even more. The Patriots will not win. By more than two possessions. It's going to be at least a 10-point game or less. I believe in Brian Flores to motivate this team. I believe in whether they go with Fitzpatrick or Rosen, I think that this team is embarrassed. I think this team is, there's a lot of guys on this team who are very prideful and who do not want to get showed up like that. They're at home, and Miami always plays Brady and the Pats tough. Again, I'm not picking them to win, but bold prediction. They're going to cover the spread, they're going to cover the spread. They're going to lose by 10 points or less. Well, there we have it. I missed a couple of tidbits. Can I say that real quick? No, we're out of time. So as is with any friend's fortune, it has a potential to be, you know, nail it or be wildly inaccurate. But mine is even more so this week.
3: That's a tidbit? No, I, you
2: said I couldn't say it. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> 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 I moved on. Good. All right.
2: I well, I'm pregnancy. very excited. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Great episode. a lot of fun. Sorry that I cried and sorry that was I was beautiful. sniffling the rest of the episode.
3: Well, you do that normally. I
2: know, but it was even more so. I'm still working <laughs> to this apartment because it smells like smoke at times. It's <sighs> upsetting. We need to find a way to get rid of it. Anyway, so a really couple notice. shout outs. Make sure you check out the Pocket Podcast Network. A lot of cool podcasts happening on there. Make sure you check out my friends Marissa and Haley. They're still doing Inspired But Tired. It's a really cool podcast. And coming soon next week we're gonna we so we're we're partnering a little bit with a friend an old I say a friend of mine because we, we were didn't go to Seneca at the same time, but uh, Shane Quigley went to Seneca, which is my high school, and he runs this Q Sports League, it's an adult recreational sports, and they do flag football and they start this weekend, Saturday, September 14th, and we were gonna do a deal where we called a couple of games, it's just not gonna work out with our scheduling, which is unfortunate. But we're it's gonna sad. track, we're gonna track stats and do highlights and things like that. And at the end of each episode, I think we'll do it after Friends Fortune or before Friends Fortune.
3: Probably before.
2: Probably before Friends Fortune, we'll do a five to ten minute segment, and we'll talk about the Q Sports League. Heck yeah! Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm a little excited about it. We'll be fun. Bring some people,
0: some listeners. Need some local,
3: yeah. some local involvement. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Anything else you want to say before we head out? I am, uh, everyone just take everything with a grain of salt right now. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Your team's 0-1, you're going to Super Bowl, but there's a lot of football to be played. Absolutely. And on a serious
2: note, to end us off, it is September 11th. Make sure you go and hug the ones you love. You shouldn't have mm. to have an excuse to do it, but you should take every opportunity that you can get. Make sure you tell somebody that means
0: something to you today how much they mean to you. You mean something to me, pal. You too, buddy. God bless.